hey man, if I were hit by an unblockable blight mamba and, and I got a poison counter, would you suck it out? No way, man. You can take nine more. Wallet Slayers! Yes, yes, we are, and it is good to be back. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry about that left turn I took in Boise. Yeah, it was only the entire United States. It was not only the United States, but most of Canada, because after turning, I mean, you remember going through the border crossing? I've never seen New York City before. I know it was nice. It was a big city. Uh, definitely, I should have uh, made a right turn. I think out of New York City, but but you know, Disney World was a lot of fun too. Mm-hmm. 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 Absolutely, saw the rat. Yeah, that was nice, and his giant ball. You know, that rat, he does have a giant ball. He does. It's pretty big, it's wide, it just kind of sticks out. And I, I was kind of surprised they didn't like us playing magic on It's a Small World. That was strange. I figured they wouldn't care. Yeah, I wonder what the whole deal was that was was with that. I, I mean, I know you're not supposed to drink the water and, and do those kind of right, things. Right, splash, sure, but our, our hands were inside the cabin at all times. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We even were using our little uh, travel magic sets, uh-huh. you know, the extra small cards uh-huh. and the magnetic. Uh-huh. I don't know why they had a problem with it. It's not like anything fell out. Space Mountain was a bitch. Yeah, it, thank God you had that pen light so we could continue to play our game through the entire ride. A little shaky, but but we tapped our lands. It's true, except I think that one of my uh, my overruns, my magnetic overruns, got stuck to one of the cars. Ooh. So I'm, I'm missing a magnetic yeah. overrun. Okay. Um, okay. It, it might end up in your luggage. I don't know. Okay. I'll look for it. Okay. So, so yeah, the, the drive back across Texas was okay. Uh, never mm. seen the Grand Canyon before. No, no. It's pretty big. That, pretty, pretty grand. It was. It was a grand game, too. That was a really long uh, travel magic game. Blue on blue. Sick. Oh, it was like counterspelled against Mill. Oh, it was terrible. Yeah, hell, if we hadn't looked up, we would not have seen the Grand Canyon, actually. Yeah, you're probably right. That was, that was, was it a bird or what kind? Of, I can't remember. But anyway, I'm glad we saw it. I'm glad we saw it. Definitely. So, but anyway, all things said, I'm just glad to be back here and doing the cast again. It is exciting. Me too. Me too. A lot has changed. Yes. Because, you know, time has passed. It's true. We were at the Grand Prix there. Uh, we should probably get down to our Scars of Mirrodin uh, spoiler list. Yeah, we might want to go for that spoiler. Uh, ex- except, you know, I know all the cards already. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird how that works. It's I think Wizards is now, they're, they're now beating our spoiler um, info, our secret spoiler info that we're getting. I think Wizards has finally caught up with them and is releasing the information before we're getting it. That's a, that's a shame. You know, I always wanted to be one step further ahead than Wizards was, and it's just not happening right now. Well, they keep hiring all these one-step guys, you know. One-step-ahead guys, I mean. One-step-ahead one guys. One-step-ahead guys. Yeah. So, let's let's talk a little bit about the Grand Prix. Fantastic. Probably the best magic experience I've had uh, in in 
a while, if ever. I mean, it was really a great time. Yeah, you know, one of the things I really enjoyed about the Grand Prix Portland mm-hmm. was that all the nerd funk, uh-huh. it, you couldn't smell it because the room was so big. It was, you know, I, yes. think, I think that's the key. It dispersed evenly. Yes, exactly. It, and the smell of old cards, I think, was kind of covering it up a little bit. Uh, but yeah, nerd funk way up in the air. Totally couldn't smell it. It was awesome. Uh, you know, if if they held all magic tournaments in in twenty foot ceiling rooms, I I think that It'd be a whole new game. It would be a whole new game. Mm-hmm. There, mm-hmm. Women might even be more interested in playing. Yes, there. Well, there would be less offense at the table or offense, depending on how you want to pronounce it. There, offense. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of highlights to the Portland trip. I enjoyed uh, Richard Garfield up there in the glass room looking down on all that he had created and wrought upon the earth. It's true. That was that was very entertaining, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were some things, of course, you know, all jokes aside. I, I really enjoyed getting some cards signed by artists. Uh, the trade frenzy was intense. Watching, uh, watching people trade and trading my cards away, and and definitely dealing with Channel Fireball was awesome. I think that just how they did it was so good. I definitely want to give some props out to to Channel Fireball for the for their trade booth. Like what what I mean, what stood out? To, okay, because well, first of all, if you've never been to a Grand Prix and the and the dealerships, I mean, because that was one thing that struck me was having have never been to this large of a Magic event. I'm like, how many dealers actually go to this thing? Is it like four? Is there one that runs it? And there were like, what, 12 dealers, 16 dealers? Yeah, at least 12. It seemed like kind of at the height of the tournament on the midday, there were a couple more dealers that kind of showed up at the end. Right, that was definitely going on. Um, So, yeah, quite a few dealers, and I would imagine that at large events in the future... We're just going to see that number get larger and larger in the dealer booths. I mean, yeah, it, it's it 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 reminded me a lot of the boom in comic conventions when comic conventions stopped being so much in church rec halls and you know smaller venues, and it's like whoa, it's getting big, and then before you blink, it's going to get huge. So I would expect that if we go to a Grand Prix in a couple years again, it's we're going to look back on those 10, you know, 16, whatever, 10 to 16 dealer booths and be like, man, remember when it was that small? Yeah, exactly. I, I definitely get the same feeling from that. It was, it was awesome. Well, what was it, what was it too about channel fireball? Like, what was it that, I mean, do you think they stood out as a dealer? Yeah, absolutely. I think that the fact that they had a printed trade list or a buy list there on site made such a such a difference. Mm-hmm. They, you know, their prices weren't fluctuating. It seems like they kind of controlled a little bit of what the uh, buy pricing was and how it was happening there. Uh, they uh, they went through, and I, it it felt personal. You know, like dealing with both of the buyers. Both times I sat down, it felt very personal. Uh, and, and it was awesome to be able to talk to uh, to. Tristan? Uh-huh. And Tristan Sean Gregson. Phenomenal. Yeah. I had him sign my mat. Yeah, that's kind of a sad story. That that makes me so sad. We should tell him that story. You know, I love I love LSV, but but um TSG is is for me the the CF MVP. WTF? <laughs> MODO. 
So we should tell him about that. We it was really nice. I we met other pro players, pro players other than LSV mm-hmm. uh, while we were at the Grand. But we worked with. I mean, you know, we 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 did a deal with him, so we've we we've known LSV, not known known, but you know, have been familiar with him for a while. But yeah, yeah, we yeah, who we met. Uh, well, it was awesome because we got our playmats, the the free playmats, oh. and this is where the story gets sad, but oh. we we have to tell the story. I'm sorry, I know this is going to be heartbreaking for you, oh. but we have to tell the story because it was a it was a pivotal moment in in uh in uh the the pre-release or the mm-hmm. grand prix, not the pre-release, excuse mm-hmm. me. So, we both got our mats and And you get your mat with admission or with your admission with your registration fee. Right, along with my foil Umazawa's jite. Oh. Which made me happy. That helped. I was totally uh-huh. stoked. To, yes. uh, it totally was kind of compensation for dropping after game three. I mean, but I understand. You it know. was Well, it was 40 bucks to register. And I remember being like, well, the other stuff is usually like 30 And then we got there and they're like, no, you know, here's your free play mat. And I was like, cool. That, that was happy. Right. Definitely. You know, that made the extra 10 bucks worth a little something, little, you know. Right. And so I, thinking about that, though, so we get the play mats. That's where we're at. Mm-hmm. So we get the play mats and we track down. Uh, we start running into pro players. Right. Con- just, Conley Woods. We ask him to Huge, huge shout out to Conley Woods. Right, right. Because we did, even though we met you, we weren't able to buy you the burger. Yes. And, and that was partly due to our insane, uh, frantic paced, uh, got there late, running crazily, and just couldn't line things up. We could hardly eat with each other. I mean, that was like, we were all going separate ways during the trip, too, at points, so it was hard for us to kind of line up. And Yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy, definitely. Uh, and Conley was nice, man. He uh, he totally recognized us. And, what, and that was that was kind of, it was a boost to my ego in a, in a way that, like, it was just awesome to be recognized. So, so what we need to say is the next time we meet Conley Woods. Here it is. Here it is. In gold. In gold. We are upping the ante. Bum, bum, bum. We will buy you a steak dinner. Steak beef. It's what's for dinner. That's right. So, Conley, the next time we meet you, we are hold, sorry. Us, hold us to it. Yes. Uh, we'll definitely uh, be informing you. And, and he the- asked us when, when we were there, he's like, are you guys podcasting while you're here? I mean, like, just the fact that we were asked by... I mean, I Conley, for me, is just... He is my number one pro player in so many different ways. And he does... I guess he did stand-up comedy. You know, which which makes him even more endeared to my... And, and you completely get this if you listen to the episodes. He's on Monday Night Magic, which is also, you know, an incredibly funny show when Conley's not on. But, my God, you add Con, uh, Conley to Monday Night Magic, and it just gets wonderful. I agree. So... So then, who did we meet next? Who did we get to sign it next? Um, we were uh, we were snubbed by Patrick Chapin. What a great experience! That's right. And 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 he kind of did the you know he he signed our mats. He yeah, signed our mats totally. Um, and said hey, but it definitely um, I would not have expected anything different. And I, I I don't mean snubbed in a negative way. I mean we were we were sized up. That's a much better word. We were quickly sized up and dismissed. Right by so, Patrick Chapin, and that was wonderful. That was absolutely wonderful. Exactly, it was. It was not unlike I expected it to be. And and just because he doesn't know about the podcast doesn't doesn't make him uncool. No, anything. actually, and 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 I will be the first to say Chapin is one of those guys. I mean, he's been on limited resources, and he has definitely bounced around. The, and he wore a dress for Irwin. 
Right. We have to the, give that yeah. to him. The guy can't be all that bad. Yeah. You know what? In uh, fact, I'm sure he's not that bad at all. I, I'm positive that he's not listening nor will ever listen to our show. But if you're a person that knows Patrick Chapin, tell him I apologize for for, for snubbing us. I, I, I mean, it wasn't, you know, a snub. God, that just came out so badly. I know. Um, <laughs> I don't know how we're going to really recover from that. So we should probably move on. Um, so who else? Uh, Brad Nelson? Brad Nelson. Brad Nelson standing outside. Yep. Uh, talking on a cell phone. Very cool. Signed both of our maths. Talked to us for a little bit. Yeah, definitely. He was very congenial. It was really nice to talk to him. I, I tried to uh, catch Jerry Thompson a couple times, but every time I went to where I last saw him, he was gone. Uh, yeah, bouncing all over. I, I don't think I actually saw him there. I kept having you and um, our gag come up to me and say, hey, uh, you know, I just saw Jerry Thompson. He's over there. And I would look over at a mass of people and go, oh. oh. And that was pretty much the, the Jerry Thompson experience for right. me. But we love you, Jerry. And I saw David Ochoa there as well, but I didn't get a chance to catch him either for a signature. But that's okay. Um, so I, I did. I did see... Um, um, Oh, God's killing me. I saw Tomoharu Saito oh, yeah. uh, playing um, Kenji, I believe. Yes, Kenji. Um, I'm forgetting Kenji's last name right now. But um, I saw them playing just a very casual game off to the side while they were waiting for the next round to start. And I was just stunned by their play. I mean, it was just... Impeccable. Yep, yep. absolutely. Very quick. I couldn't even follow some of the moves. I was just like, okay. Amazing. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Awesome place. Saw lots of awesome play. Lots of awesome play. Go to a Grand Prix. Go to a Grand Prix. Yeah, that's basically what we're saying. So then, this is when tragedy strikes. No, no. I was trying to skip over that. I know you were. So, so I have my mat, and I've been watching it's it like a hawk. and Signed by Brad Nelson. And signed by all these great individuals. Chapin, and LSV. No, I didn't have LSV sign it. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, But, dude... Uh, Ended up losing his mat. Can you believe the tragedy of it all? And that was the beginning. Because I had won my two rounds. I lost it in between my second and third round. I had won my first two. I was 2-1 in both of the rounds. But I felt pretty good about my deck. And then I went to meet my opponent of the third round. And reached into my bag to pull out my signed mat to play on. And it wasn't there. And I just, I, I had that horrible feeling of, did somebody gank it? Did I drop it? Did it fall out of my bag? Did I leave it on the table like an idiot and walk away? Never to look back. Never to see my mat again. I kept going to the lost and found booth over and over throughout the tournament. The guy's like, no, it hasn't shown up yet. I'm like, I promise I will only bother you 50 more times. And and you held true to that promise. That man hated me. So, but then you got the other play mat. Yes, and that's what was really weird. So then after I lost my mat, I started losing all of my rounds. I just and part of it was my focus. It was just gone. I could feel it gone. I wanted to leave. It was just terrible. And I got to bitch about it incessantly to everybody. You, my girlfriend, our gag, heard endless stories about, um, and complaints about me losing my mat. And so my girlfriend said, you know what, why don't you just go buy another one? 
And I'm like, but yeah, but it won't be signed. And it won't, you know, so I'm sitting there and while, um, you and, and our gag were trading on the final day, I kept looking at the mats and I was like, you know what? That one does look pretty cool. And it costs an extra five bucks, but screw it. I'm going to get it. And it was my replacement. And so I bought that mat and I looked around and all the pro players were drafting. And the one person that wasn't drafting was the first person to sign my mat because he was a man working a very difficult shift, the Tristan Sean Gregson. And so I had him sign my mat and we exchanged it. And I told him my sad ass mat story. And he looked back at me and he told me his sad ass had to work that morning and get on the road and drive story. And so we shared, we shared our woes and he became my God. I, I see, you know, it's true that misery does love company. Um, first By the year. way, you can watch his videos on Channel Fireball. He's an amazing person to watch. Oh, draft! I, yes, absolutely. That's a that's a great thing to talk about. So drafting, we we received a couple of emails in the last month and a half or two months, whatever it's been, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I think that we should uh, talk somewhat about that. But right this minute, we're going to have to take a break, mm-hmm. and we'll be back on the other side. Who let the dogs out? Hey, have you tried new Myers Mirror beer made with myrrh? What? You're not making any fracking sense. Have a taste. It's made with authentic gold myrrh. Whoa, I'm buzzed. I'm gonna go arm wrestle my worm. Mirror beer is not intended for consumption by minors. Mirror beer is affected by lightning bolts. Mirror beer will not get you pussy, but Kemba can. Always drink responsibly. Mirror beer! Boy, I could I could go for a mere beer. I'm thirsty. Yeah, yeah. yeah that that's that commercial made me very thirsty. A nice cold draft. Mm-hmm. A nice cold. <laughs> that was clever. That was very very clever. Um, draft. Is that yes. what you said? That's what we needed to talk about was right. drafting. Our letter from Mr. Pineapple. Yeah, Mr. Pineapple uh, wrote us and said that he's a casual player, but he doesn't understand most of what we're talking about when we're talking about judges and drafting. Yes, and that's a very, very good place to start with Senor Piña. Yes, Senor Piña. <laughs> um, so, so Senor Piña, or Mr. Pineapple, uh, here's my one-minute description of what a draft is. And... Go! Okay, so a draft. There's eight people sitting around a table. They each have three packs, three sealed packs in front of them. They take one of those sealed packs, they open it up. They take one card out, they pass it to their left. The person to their right has passed them a pack, having chosen one card out of it. Then, that person chooses a card out of the 14-card pack and passes it over to the left. Once that all the cards go around and everybody's chosen a card out of each pack, then they move on to the second pack. They follow the same procedure, except they pass to the right until all the cards are gone. Third round, they open the third pack, take one card, pass it around, that goes to the left this time. After that, they have 30 minutes to build a deck out of the cards that they've chosen, and then then they go by round by round playing each other until the game is over, and we play Swiss, which means you get a pack for each win you win, or round you win. Not bad. Thank you. Yeah, that's right. That was exactly one minute and one second. One minute and one second. <laughs> one Good. Minute, one it's 101. Second. I'm, I'm all about 101. That was that was well done. That was very well done. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. I, I uh, don't mean to pat myself on the back, but I'm going to. Well done and rare. 
Yes, so that's what a draft is, and uh, we do draft uh, every Sunday that we possibly can. Try to. Mm-hmm. I have been drafting at the local shop mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks. Uh, it's been very interesting to play two games a week. Mm-hmm. It's been very fun. Uh, there's a lot tied into that. That's a lot of the reason that that shop is a lot of the reason that we've not been podcasting. I've been working tremendously hard at uh, nothing, really. Uh, is what it turns out to be. Mm-hmm. This is and this has all transpired since we returned from GP Portland. Right. So yeah, things have changed, and that was partly due to our uh, lapse in in episodes. Or we're not too far off though. Yeah, we're we're about our average timing. You know, six to eight weeks, just like shipping through the post office. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and that's about right. <laughs> it's about right. So. So yeah, there's a whole bunch that went into that. Uh, the local shop, I, I had thought about going in and actually opening an online card store and opted not to. I just cannot seem to make it make sense money-wise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So instead, uh, we have other plans to, to use as an investment, and uh, we will be bringing those to you in future shows and letting you know what's up with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, needless to say, within the next month and a half, probably when episode 10 comes up, we will have our website up. Yes, and that has been something that's in the mix that um, we are both very, very excited about and looking forward to. And just having another presence and another medium uh, with the Judging for Humor seal of unfortunate approval, um, that, you know, will be huge. So another place to look for us. We can have past shows on it and that kind of thing. And then, you know, hopefully our very own um, unique products for sale. Yeah, unique products as well as... <clears throat> potentially the songs and other things like that. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a lot that we're looking at and going into that. One of the things that we've talked about is, uh, or that I would like to talk about now, since we haven't really talked about it, but is maybe uh, doing deck lists of uh, the Sunday draft and actually posting deck lists of mm-hmm. what it looks like to uh, for the drafting players and having a small community of people who are commenting on it and maybe posting their own drafts or their draft decks and, and what it looks like. So exactly, exactly. We, we want to have a multi-area uh, website. We, we definitely want to be a little bit more involved with Magic other than just the podcast, and, and that's definitely evident in the way that I'm living my life, so... Yeah, no, no, no. We, I mean, we have a consistent draft group. Um, we've all known each other for some time now. It's really solid. We're getting to the point now where we're actually having more players than our eight that are wanting to, you know. So, we'll we'll, we'll see what um, comes out of that. But um, yeah, I definitely think that is a very, very strong possibility and option for us is to um, to post our recent weekly drafts because we do it frequently. So right. So and and not only that, this last draft, I have to say, this last Sunday draft was oh. a very intense draft. Yes. It was was hard picks. Yeah. Players are getting, you know, I mean, you find this with with groups, but we're all getting very familiar to what other players prefer to play, what other players, you know, and the draft picks are getting harder. And it's, hey, wow, you know, I mean, how many rares did we have circulate through, through players that, you know, at one time would have been snatched up? greedily by our newer players and now right. they're they're going that, around that was one of the craziest things i'd ever seen i actually <clears throat> passed five rares i i didn't take any of five rares that came into my hand the first five turns i i didn't take a rare because i was too focused on building my deck uh-huh. which worked out all right i was pretty happy with my deck uh-huh uh-huh how did you do with it 
I uh, I won two rounds out of three. I lost the last one, but my games were 2-1, so I won one of the games in that one, too. I poisoned him. I, it was a very interesting deck. I, I used Instill Infection, and, well, my first pick was a Precursor Golem. Uh-huh. And it was kind of funny, because the, on Friday night, I had played against another guy who, is, who had taken Bladed Pinions, um, large green creatures, and Instill... No, no, it, it, I can't remember the card. The one black... It's a plus one plus zero and has in fact. So oh, yes. So he came across and hit me for ten directly in fact. Uh, it was it was disgusting. Took me out in one blow. Uh huh. Uh huh. So bladed pinions and yes. in a green deck. Mm-hmm. I think that's a strong. Actually, bladed pinions in anything just so gross. So that card name is tainted strike. Yes, tainted strike. Very gross. And so I had had a thought about if I opened a Precursor Golem that I'd want to grab as many of the Tainted Strikes as I could so that I could possibly do a really heavy run-in with Golems and hit them for Infect. Ooh, uh-huh. So all of them get it. And so I drafted a couple extra Golems, and I got two of so the Tainted Strikes. So just kind of swap the board with Golems and then get them on the... Outflank them with Golems, with Infect right. Golems. Right. right. And yeah, I sure. also put my heavy... I, I drafted two heavy Arbalists. Right, which originally I thought was terrible, but you're having a different experience with it. Well, yeah, I, uh, two points. I was a- basically able to wipe out an entire board <clears throat> of Galma's Wardens and other dumb creatures that were just aggravating with uh, with two poison creatures and a heavy Arbalist. And I, I basically was able to knock his board down by putting negative one, negative one counters on the creatures and... and Gave me space to attack and do all kinds of good stuff. Uh huh. And then I ended up hitting him with the arbalist to kill him. I had him at nine oh, poison, and then dealt two more poison to him to finish the game. Very nice. Sealed the deal. Eleven poison counters. <clears throat> and that was the one game I won in the middle. How about yourself? How did you do? I did pretty terrible. I, I won my last round, but I just with the deck that I had, and you know, I'm. This format is very... Now, Here, here's the positive, though, is that although I won only one pack, I did open an Elspeth in my one pack that I won, which is, you know, not riding the gravy train, but riding the spravy train. Right. You know? You, you, know, you know who's really riding the spravy train? Oh, God. Oh. Our gag. Yeah, gag. So, at the draft, he drafts, uh, or he was able to pull a cough. Right. So then he goes down because he he gets a phone call, and the, the local sh- uh, card shop, uh, the one in Eureka, California, uh, Bill's uh, shop. I can't think of what it is. Trading cards and more, something like that. I, it's the hardest thing in the world to find. It's not really. Everybody calls it Bill's, right? So, Bill was giving away a an awesome prize, uh-huh. and Gag had gone down there and bought three packs, which was more than $10, and got him into the drawing. The, the raffle. The raffle. So then, what is Bill raffling but... From the vault relics. From the vault relics. Never been opened, totally sealed. Uh-huh. So Gag gets a call, and it is said that he's won. So he goes down, and he gets his From the Vault relics, and buys three more packs. What's in one of the three packs? Now, this part of the story, I don't know. So he gets another cough. You're serious. Seriously. He has two. He has two. And all within days of each other. So he, it's just sick. Just sick. Makes me sad. I haven't opened a Planeswalker yet, and I've opened way too many cards to have not opened at least Venser. Oh, God. So, yeah. 
Some some people just get two coughs. Yeah, some people do just get two coughs. Uh, turn your head to the right and cough, please. <coughs> uh, so, so anyway, so that's what drafting has looked like. Uh, I've gone. It's four rounds when I've drafted at the store. Well, and I've gone two and two for two weeks straight, uh-huh. which is pretty. How good. do you feel about the format? I mean, what do you think of the set? What oh, you, what, scars. Yeah, I like it. I've liked it from the very beginning. I I liked it at the pre-release, which was very fun. I I didn't do very well there, but I kept on playing just because it was fun. I I enjoyed it. That's uh, that's what I'm saying. Actually, I guess is that I enjoyed it because it was very fun and it's super mind bending. Yes, it takes so much thought, and because it takes so much thought, I think that there's areas that have not even been explored in the potential of drafting. I I would completely agree, and I hope that that what that does is keeps it really fresh. And is keeps it as an awesome game, and everything is going really well. You know, like it just—it seems like as we start to run into Mirrodin Besieged, that if we're still drafting the same cards, it'll be really nice to, you know, be um, having new things to do or additional ways to do it. Um, yes, yeah, no, I am. You know, I've I've seen just in our drafts, which are we two, three, three drafts now, three. In our three drafts, I'm I am not getting bored with the archetypes. Put it that way. I mean, I've seen a variety of deck builds, and what kind of frightens me is that they all seem to have potential. Even the ones that you know, I even the ones that lose to my deck or I see lose to other decks. I you know, I, my mind can't help but going. But isn't there a way that you could, you know? I mean, like it, that's what this set really seems to me like there's ways to do what you want to do they're just not incredibly obvious right well that's like finding out certain things like i think glint hawk is one of the coolest cards ever it uh just the ability it does so much you do not if you're playing white you can play any trigon and glint hawk it in and out and reset it um precursor golem with glint hawk you get a precursor out and then you glint hawk it back to your hand because this will be the turn later. So at turn five, let's say, you get the precursor out. Turn six, you're able to glint hawk in, grab the precursor back, and play it again. And you have five three three golems on the field that all are are affected, of course, by one spell. But that one spell could be tremendous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's definitely possible. I mean, it's. I mean, if you gave them, that's you know, with your infect spell, with your, um, with distortion strike, tainted strike, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, just any, you know, yeah, any kind of bonus. Uh, definitely, definitely. I'm sorry, I'm still stunned by our gag getting two coughs. Oh. I didn't hear that part of the story, and I just, I want to just go mad in the streets. I I understand completely. I mean, I'm happy you got them. Don't get me wrong, but it's like, of course, of course, of wow. course. Wow. Well, I think we should ponder that and go to the next break. Um, yeah, I need a little breather. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll be right back. Hervé. He had never caressed her cardboard this way before. She couldn't resist. He tapped four mana. Then he untapped two. Then he tapped three mana. She quivered quiveringly. Her toughness was weakening. 
she was infected. Infection for Creatures by Calvin Clone. You know, I'm going to have to get me some of that infect so I can infect the ladies. Mm-hmm. 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 You know, I bring an assault strobe when I go to discos, so all my moves have double strike. Damn. <laughs> so so we, we were talking about drafting. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. so, scars. So what would you say has you found to be most effective in, in drafting scars? Why are you asking the man who has yet to actually win all three of his rounds in this format? Uh, well, mostly... <coughs> uh, okay, so then what What have you found has been most devastating to you in drafting Scars of Meredith? Okay, I have drafted the set three times, and each one of those three times I have gone red, black, green, red, green, black, black, green, red. Don't you know that Jund is dead? I, 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 I've won, not won, I'm sorry, <laughs> winning. <laughs> uh, no, I have won the first two rounds uh, with, uh, with one of those combinations. Um, I can't remember which one it was, because I tried to draft it again, and I swore I picked the same exact cards. <laughs> and, uh, nope, didn't get me there this time. Did not get me there this time. So, you know, I, I don't know. The, the, this set baffles the hell out of me. I feel like the cards are in Latin. <laughs> uh, I, I'm just, <laughs> I'm like, really? That card does that? Holy crap, I pass that to you. One card per diem. Uh-huh. That's how it takes you only learn one a day. I, I With this set... I mean, for all sets not to really look at before it came out, this was, yeah. I mean, like we were just talking, just the different archetypes we've seen from it. I don't know. I I see decks beat me, and I go, oh, right. And then I'm like, wait. How did that deck work? So, so right. So, tell me. Tell, I mean, I, I agree with you. It totally takes a molten psych to uh, to play this 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 uh, Scars of Mirrodin. Uh-huh. You know, you you really have to think your way through and and kind of flow with it. So, what are some of the combos that have just devastated you? Like the, I swear to God, bladed pinions on the uh, engulfing slagworm. Is that what that thing is? <laughs> just. Right. <clears throat> you know, the big, uh, yeah, the engulfing slagworm, the 7-7, seven, seven, if it blocks or blocks, it destroys and kills and whatnot. So bladed pinions on this thing and uh, tainted strike uh, flying over everything that I had to nail me for eight poison counters. Um, you know, uh, it's interesting because you can't, like I was about, I was about, it seems like every time you try to be definite about this set, there is some aspect of it that keeps you from being definitive. And like I was about to say, this set teaches you that equipment can be awesome, which it does. Yet at the same time, it seems like 60% of the equipment in this set is crap. But that 40% when played correctly and well is is fucking deadly. Yeah, I hear it. Uh, it's true that, like, the heavy arbalist with the uh, 
with the uh, you know poison creatures. It's like you know the 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 the, the zero plus three vidge. Wait, I, I'm sorry, I have to just stop and acknowledge that we just had an Irish moment. Yes. Yes. Okay. So yeah, the three three vidge. Yeah, the zero, the plus zero plus three. You're like, okay, well, it doesn't improve its power, but you're discounting the fact that this is a power heavy toughness light set, mm-hmm. as opposed to other sets that are the reversed or more balanced. Right. So it fits perfectly. I mean, it's it's just weird stuff. Bizarre, bizarre combos. Johnny's are very happy with this set. Definitely. Johnny's are happy with this set. Uh, what's the mirror that is indestructible? Uh, the Zero One Darksteel Mirror? Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, the Darksteel Mirror. Uh-huh. Um, mirror? That mirror. with the Echo Circlet. Which is a piece of crap. Yeah, but those two cards together work tremendously okay, well. Okay, so fill me on the Echo Circlet it, again because... It can block more than one creature. Oh, right, right. So, and it's two and one to get it on there. So basically you have, I mean, turn two it's out. You have turn three your dark steel along with, you know, not quite, but almost. So basically these two together. So unlimited blocks as long as they're not infect creatures um, for whatever it is. It doesn't matter. Dark steel, dark steel mirror is, is crappy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a zero one. It will die to any kind of negative negative, but having that other piece of crap, mm-hmm. Echo Circlet in play, mm-hmm. shabam, that's, that is the heart of this set. I agree. It is, it is not in the cards, but in, in the juxtaposition of the cards and the placing of cards next to each other right? and the, the overall effect. Well, just like Metalcraft, the whole way through, Metalcraft is amazing. If you can get it off and you, and you have four artifacts always sitting there in case they destroy one of them, I mean, Metalcraft goes so far. Which is the best argument I have heard for that dude, the Golem with Flash. Oh, the Dark Steel. Um, is that what he is? I, I, I believe so. He's indestructible. That's right. usually Dark Steel. Usually Dark yeah. Steel Sentinel, right? So Dark Steel Sentinel, you know, when you're down on that metal craft, mm-hmm. you know, up, you're not at metal craft. Flash him in. I am at metal craft. My dude's a four four. Your dude is dead. You take all this. Wow. Black as a bear. I wonder if there's a Dark Steel deck that you could draft i wonder if the possibility of being indestructible is really out there for all of your creatures or like to build a deck that's mostly that way and to be able to do something with it Hmm. that's an excellent question i don't know oh there's the other thing the, the one of the combos there's an infinite mana combo all right so the mere galvanizers Okay, the uncommons. Mm-hmm. Give all mirror plus one plus one, but they also have the ability for one mana and tap. They untap all other mirror. <clears throat> right, yeah. They they untap all the other mirror. So, if you have two in play and two mana producing mirror, or one of the... Palladium. Palladium mirror, you can tap him for two mana, uh-huh. use one mana... And untap all of your mirror, which means you untap him, uh-huh. and then you and use your you then add another two mana, giving you three colorless mana. Use one, one mana to untap to use your second mirror galvanizer to untap your other mirror galvanizer and your palladium mirror, 
and then you tap your Palladium Mirror again. There you have four mana. Use one and use your mirror again to untap the other two and back and forth. It's, it's infinite mana. You can definitely create infinite mana in this set. It's very interesting. Do you think they had this in uh, in mind when they were talking about uh, mana burn removal? Potentially. Because, I mean, it, that's a game ender if you're able to start that combo. I mean, I don't know. It's it's it is it just makes you wonder how far back they plan ahead mm-hmm. when you're standing in the now, thinking of tomorrow's yesterday. Well, they're very sneaky. <laughs> I have often wondered if they're watching me in tomorrow. <laughs> but yeah, so infinite mana. That's uh-huh. just one more thing that's just insane. The mere battle sphere. Uh. Uh huh. Yep, I was hearing some stuff about him the other night, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Two two mere gal. If you have so, the galvanizers are a key to incredible things, to an incredible combo. I can feel it, and I'm just starting to see the level of it. But it's the mere battle sphere puts four mere into play, and you can attack with him. And when you attack, you can tap an infinite number of mirror to give him, oh, to deal right, damage. Right. So if you have a couple of open mana and you can start get the a mana chaos, chain. Yeah. You could just continuously untap and tap all those mirror. You could line it up to twenty and just destroy anybody with the instant damage. It's sick. It's just sick. Wow. These are no mere mortals. No. These are mere mirror. Agreed. Mm-hmm. There's so much. There's there's so much ridiculousness in this set. Yeah, it does. Um, you know, it it, uh, it seems like people are are really valuing the infect decks. Um, although in our group, our infect decks, I think, keep kind of taking second or at least getting paired up pretty good. We've had some pretty vicious blue-white decks going, I think, in our group. That's that's what's seeming to be the trend. The Infect decks are nice, and they do put up a fight, and sometimes they win. But right, it's, the blue-white with the Metalcraft. <clears throat> Metalcraft, the Glinthawk. I mean, it just seems like the Glinthawk idols, mm-hmm. you know, just it's, it, flyers. Lots of little, you know, flyers. They start adding up damage. They start countering your stuff. They just yeah. start... Glinthawk Idol is one of the most difficult cards to deal with in this set. I mean, there's one piece of red removal that deals with it instantly, Galvanic Blast, and there's a piece of black removal, uh, the Grasp in Darkness that deals with it on an instant level. Uh-huh. But Otherwise, there's, you But mean... there's not... A, yeah. Right. Shatter. Stuff like the artifact removal. But, right. But you're wasting your shatter... You know, that's when they pull out their frickin' mirror battle sphere. I might I feel that it might be worth it because man, that thing has killed me more than once, the Glint Hawk Idol, just because of the inability to deal with it. Right. Right. And main decking uh removal for artifacts is a huge key. Artifacts and enchantments, I swear that instill or the uh the white get rid of a magile, the artifact or enchantment. Um I think that Sphinx would be good. With those Glint Hawks. You start ending up with this deck that's not really there. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the Argent Sphinx or the... Uh... Yes. So he's a Metalcraft, Exile Argent Sphinx, Argent Sphinx. That's hard to say. Return to the battlefield under your control at the beginning of the next instep. Activate this ability only if you only if you control three or more artifacts. 
So you now have a 2-2 flyer in the idle that goes away at the end of your turn, and your Sphinx can blink out if it goes to be harmed. Whoa. So it's just like this blink deck that's not really there. Venser, perfect. Oh. You know, it's this weird, oh. like, think Blink Dog from D&D. That's what I'm seeing. It's just, you know, you blink it in, you blink it out, it stays on the table, but it's not really there. You can't kill it as a creature. You need your shatter. Oof. Yes. I like that. I like that a lot. Blue-white. Uh, there's the uh, this Drake, too. The Dark Slick Drake. I like it. Uh-huh. Uh, it's just another Burly 2-4, but the draw card draw like the card draw i love the replicas the moriocs i think the the blue ones the, the, get the you black the, one the, oh black the one pay two, pay two and yeah. you draw I think that's uh, si- sign and blood on legs exactly sibal <laughs> sibal legs um so yeah where are we at um we're at um what's the green one the green replica Oh, dead air, dead air, fill it in, fill it in. Um, I'm looking over. Volshock, clover. Volshock, is it a vol? No, the oh, Volshock's the red. the red one. The more, uh, Mo- not Moriak. Silvok, Silvok. We're at Silvok replica first pick. Um, second. If you if you picked a big green card, yeah, okay, you know, I mean, yes, I just, I I was hesitant about that, but I am I am ready to embrace Silvok replica, first pick mm-hmm. on you know, I really want to get a first pick sort of body in mind, and then just get the like build around it. Yeah, the lots of first silk picks cost. you can build around in this set. Yes, too. that's definitely and different ways you can go with it too. I think. Uh, the Screeching Silk Claw, is that the Millbird? Yeah. So if you had a couple of those and a sort of body of mind and all of that sickness. Yeah, but everybody's heard about the bird. You, the bird? Bird, bird, bird. The bird is the word? I think so. Actually, no, that thing is, that's, I've seen that in, I mean, it seems very black blue, mm-hmm. but I, I've seen it in the blue whites. Mm-hmm. I've seen it, you know, little flyer. Well, I, I like the related removal. I like the removal in white. I like the control. I like arrest and I like dispense justice. Oh, the white attacker removal? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And especially if you're playing in a Metalcraft deck. So you, like the Ariok Sky so, or Sun Chasers. Oh, the one the ones that turn to the three threes. Yeah, the three three flyers. I think that they're super strong. The Glint Hawk, the Glint Hawk Idols, uh, Sunspear Shikaris are good with the right equipment. If it's equipment based metalcraft, uh-huh. Mirror Smith is a great pick. I mean, in white, there's so much Razor Hippogriffs, Revoke Existence. I mean, white definitely got a big boost in this one. Uh-huh. I uh-huh. think Galma's Warden is a huge creature when metalcraft is working. Elspeth, if you're lucky enough to get a planeswalker, which someday I hope I am. <sighs> um, you know, uh, there's so much good stuff in white. There's so much. I think that the colors are all just very good. There's so much available in all of it. Hmm. And you know what was interesting was just okay. So we we've purchased a case. We've opened five boxes in that case. There were. Two of those boxes that lacked a planeswalker. Mm-hmm. The other ones had one, and one of them had two. Mm-hmm. 
So I find that interesting. A very interesting Planeswalker box distribution so far. I've heard that it was there was something wonky, but I don't know. It was all hearsay, but there was something wonky in the print and packaging. So it's kind of offset. It's deeply offset. I wonder if it's due to that guy figuring out how the, the boxes were laid out. Um, oh, the on the YouTube thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was trying to dig that up the other day, and I couldn't remember what dude's name was or whatever. It's on one of the Limey Ted's M shows. Well, there's only one other card that I can think of, and that was that on Sunday I was able to draft three skin renders. That That's crazy. Sick. Um, it was pretty gross. It was pretty gross. I, I remember that you killed my mirror that would have allowed me to cast my... Black spell that strips you. I can't. Memoricide. Yeah. Liking that card more and more these days. Yeah. That would have been great if you would have got it just before, but I already had two of them on the field and the last one was in the library. Ugh. Yeah, I had a pretty sick deck. Yeah. 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 Galvanic Blast. One Arc Trail. Some Skin Renders. Skin Renders are nice. They are. They are nice. They. They definitely get the board clean. Yes, they for do. For you. Oh, God, it was gross. But anyway, well, folks, that's the show. Uh, we'll be back. Definitely. <laughs> we will be back. We absolutely will be back. Um, it's just going to be a little bit. We're going to try to work on this website. So we're we're... We've been going away, we have been gone away, and we will continue to be away for a little bit so we can be back more. Exactly. Just like that. Uh, but we think you'll enjoy that some of the stuff that we're going to bring out to you um, that we have in the works. We think that um, you'll appreciate it. And yeah. Yep. Mirror for infinite mana 
galvanic blast at your dark steel mirror. But dark steel's hard. It's really, really hard. It's so hard. It's really fucking hard. It's 